1: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
2: Welcome in Tuesday edition. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Put on the armor. Grab the sword. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Got to be careful, Buck. Headline, media matters. Clay Travis tells everyone to get their swords and put on their armor to go, go to battle. More charges coming. We're gonna break all this down for you Julie Kelly gonna join us in the second uh, hour Chris Rufo in the third against Trump <laughs> we yeah. should yes well not against us yet yeah Um, But I feel like uh, everyone is going to... Keep doing this show.
5: Keep defending Trump. We'll see what happens.
2: I know. I wouldn't be surprised at any moment if the FBI knocks on my door, I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't think anybody who's been uh, outspoken defending Trump would be uh, surprised if anybody knocked on their door uh, from the federal government based on how things are going. Okay, just for people out there, this is breaking news. I want to read from the statement that Trump put up on Truth Social. I know sometimes this is difficult to keep tabs on, so let me just give you the backstory. Story here. We've got charges in New York City that are completely bogus. We've got charges that I believe are increasingly bogus uh, in South Florida as more and more evidence around the documents uh, handling aspect of these charges comes out. State charges in New York City, that is, the New York state government is prosecuting. Federal government charges, Joe Biden's Department of Justice in the South Florida area, Miami area charges. Uh, and now reports are, and we told you this was likely to happen. In fact, we told you it was going to happen. There are going to be, it appears, federal charges brought against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., associated with January 6th, a date that Democrats refused to allow to pass. Um, and here is what Trump uh, put out this morning. Wow. On Sunday night, while I'm just going to read the whole thing uh, for everybody out there just to contextualize it further, then Buck and I will react, tell you what we think is significant about this. Uh, here is a statement by Donald Trump. Wow. On Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the Turning Point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against all other Republican candidates with 85.7%, With all polls showing me leading in the Republican primary by very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I will be the Republican nominee for president, and I as as I am leading Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, horrifying news all capital for our country was given to me by my attorneys. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was Sunday night exclamation point stating that i am a target of the january 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury which almost always means an arrest and indictment so now joe biden's attorney general merrick garland who i turned down for the united states supreme court in retrospect based on his corrupt and unethical actions a very wise decision together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's, all caps, number one political opponent who is largely dominating him in the race for presidency. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. They illegally spied on my campaign, attacked me with a totally fake dossier that was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC, impeached me twice, I won, They failed on the Mueller witch hunt, no collusion. They failed on Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the 51 intelligence agents fraud, the FBI Twitter files, the DOJ Facebook censorship, and every other scam imaginable. But on top of all that, they have now effectively indicted me three times, the DOJ staffed and runs the DA's office in Manhattan, with a probable fourth coming from Atlanta where the DOJ are in strict and possibly illegal coordination with the district attorney whose record on murder and other violent crime is abysmal. All caps, this witch hunt is all about election interference and a complete and total political weaponization of law enforcement. It's a very sad and dark period for our nation. All right, that is President Trump's statement on Truth Social. Buck, uh, I asked the question, you can go vote in this poll question, With imminent federal charges yet again, likely, and as we have told you on this program, charges in Atlanta, Georgia state law charges, uh, very likely as well. So you've got New York, you've got Georgia, you've got Washington, D.C. federal, and then in Miami area, South Florida federal charges. What impact, if any, let's start here, do you think this has on the Republican Nominating race, the primary race.
5: The 50% that are already in for Trump, if they could vote for him 10 times now, I think they would. And the question uh, that I think is outstanding is do you start to see people who just view this as it's an all hands on deck situation that's about even more than. This one presidential contest, in a sense, and therefore standing with Trump is the only way to stand against the machinery of Democrat destruction and authoritarianism in this case. It's TBD uh, on that second part. Uh, I think it's very possible that we've already seen a rallying like this is not unexpected. We, We have. And, and and just as a reminder, we told everybody that the first federal indictment was coming. Yep. And we were so early on that people were saying, why are you assuming the federal indictment? Yep. Because it was coming. Now we know, everyone knows, I think there's another one that will be hitting here in just a matter of days. Trump is going to surrender himself again. We've already seen this process. So the rally to Trump effect of the indictment... We may have already largely seen that in terms of the polls. I don't know. Maybe there are more people who are going to come along. There's the possibility some people will take the, uh, and you see Nikki Haley threw this out there today, you know, with the more or less, we don't have to do this, everybody. You know, maybe this isn't our problem. I don't think that's going to resonate very much with the GOP base. Uh, Nikki Haley is not resonating very much with the GOP base. Um, but I think that what this is also a reminder of is, the the plan here is being executed to the maximum by the Democrats, which was yes. a series of escalating. Notice the way this has gone escalating indictments. It's in effect an incrementalization of lawfare against Trump. It is the proverbial frog in the boiling pot, the water getting hotter and hotter. This is the one. Meaning this Jack Smith indictment about the
1: insurrection.
5: You have to say it like that, Clay. Just so that's, yes. a, you're, you can only say it like you're having a panic attack. <laughs> if you say that it was a riot where the only per, you know, if you say that it was a riot, you're, you're, uh, you're a bad person. It insurrection. This is terrifying you when you say You it out also loud.
2: have to say it as if you don't have testicles, right? Because that's the way the Democrats, uh, especially the men who support the Democrat party, basically in their mind, that's what they sound like all the time.
5: So here we are now with the final this is uh this is the what the, uh, the the coup de grace political moment this is the uh the you know the the finish off the Trump campaign approach where they they want to put him in prison and this is what I've been saying for the rest of his life um yeah if they can but the, the yeah. just the fact that they truly you know we can look at politics in the past and and say that there was some sense of Come on. Do we really want to lock up our political opponents? I'm not saying it, you know, there weren't people who argued for it, but there was a little bit more of a bipartisan awareness of where this goes. This is the descent into political chaos and, you know, destruction of what binds us together as a society. If this continues on, this is very serious stuff. And what happens if they really do? Now you, we, we, we talked about with Florida. That they're going to delay, and that that's the yes. tactic from the Trump team. The lawyer in the Trump case, I Eileen mean Cannon, from everything we've seen so far. First of all, she's a Trump appointee, right? Second of all, the judge, the, the judge ju- in South. Florida. I'm, I'm sorry, the judge. That's what I meant. Yeah, yes. the judge is a Trump appointee, and uh, you know he's probably going to get. It's not up for the judge where the, the the charges are brought, but he's probably going to get something approximating fair process not in yes. terms of the prosecution that's unfair but i think there's a realistic chance that he's gonna we've talked about this he's gonna be okay in florida this jack smith imminent indictment hasn't happened yet but now it is a 95 percent certainty this is going to go down and it's going to go down soon right right higher i think it's oh, 99, oh 99. Higher. i thought he's giving yeah. me a thumbs up like i agree with you buck okay 99 percent certainty yeah 99.9 he's, like, 9. he's like raise I mean, those I... betting odds son uh, So, this is going to be a D.C. judge, which means it's overwhelmingly the likelihood it's going to be somebody who thinks Trump is basically Hitler. It's going to be a D.C. jury, which is the same thing with the jury pool. And they're, they're ready to go the distance on this one. This is the one where they think, and I think they have to, in their minds, go with the top count. I mean, the, the counts that are possible, Clay... Um, based on everything we've seen so far, obstruction of, of an official proceeding, which sounds like, you know, slowing down the floats at the parade <laughs> or something. But if you did this on January 6th, oh my gosh, you know, years in yeah. prison. And that's what they nailed everybody with. But it was obstruction of an official proceeding, possible defrauding of the government based on Atlanta and how Atlanta is going to play into this is interesting, remains to be seen. But the top count could be incitement to insurrection and that's i think they have to bring that count like why bring this case unless they bring that count even if they only think they're going to get trump on the lesser counts which would be enough to lock him up for years i think they're going all the way there are so
2: many angles to this buck so many angles but as we are discussing and we're going to spend i would imagine much of today's show talking about the potential ramifications here let's start here to me, the biggest question, I, I, I would be stunned beyond belief if I'm saying 99.9% chance that they're bringing federal charges against Trump for January 6th. So we're taking the next step. What's the timing on this? This is what I've kept hammering. Same thing with New York State. Same thing with South Florida. Because this one, there's going to be a conviction that they will convict Donald Trump in the D.C. kangaroo court, where what was the n- math? Ninety-five percent of ju- uh, well, people in D.C. voted against Trump. Yeah, but
5: but the timing of this. Yeah, it's nine. It's ninety-five percent plus D.C. So C. when
2: but, is the trial? That's the
5: question, well, right? But if you get it, if you get an anti-Trump judge, Clay, you know, there's only you know the motions. The judge can say no, no, no. Here's the right. trial date. That's it. So the the delay strategy only has a prayer of working. If you have a judge who isn't in on the lawfare against Trump and going to that D.C. Uh, pool, I mean, keep in mind, everybody. One of the judges overseeing, we're going to have Julie Kelly joining the second hour. We have to give her credit. What did she say? Um, well, I'm trying to think of the first time she said this.
2: 110. 110 percent that he was going to be I'm indicted. Just trying
5: to remember when, but she said 110 yeah. percent chance he was going to be indicted, and indicted on this, on the J six stuff. So. She's been right. She saw it coming. We're going to have her on in the second hour, talk to her about just all of this. But one of the judges in the J, with the J6 defendants, approved the effectively indefinite detention pre trial of nonviolent J6 protesters under the pretext that if they were released from prison after they had been bankrupted, fired from their jobs, essentially ostracized from the American community because, oh my gosh, the insurrection. Um, The judge said that if they were released, they'd do another insurrection. Just to give everyone a sense of how delusional and partisan some of these D.C. circuit judges are. So if Trump gets that judge, Clay, this trial's trial's happening right in the thick of the, uh, well, this is the only thing. Do they want to wait until Trump wins the primary? Now, now now, you have to get to the, what is the most, I think with the D.C., tell me if you agree, with the D.C. charges coming and the judge and the way that system's going to play out, we have to think of what is the most politically underhanded and nefarious timeline
2: possible given this election, and that's what's going to happen. They want to, tr- I think they want to try him. I'll tell, uh, let's well, tease. Well, they want to try, them, but you, do they want to do it during the primary? No, no, I'll or, tell you exactly okay. when I think that. Like, that's I'm teasing it. This is I'll what tell we call a tease
5: a, in the business, yes. This is a heck I, of a tease. I like it. All right, let's talk about Tunnel the Towers for a second. This is an incredible organization that Clay and I are honored to partner with here on the show. Look, on 9-11, 2,977 people lost their lives, and today 9-11-related illnesses continue to take lives. Yet a whole generation knows little to nothing about our nation's darkest day, which happened over 20 years ago. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is righting this wrong by educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about 9-11. Their nonfiction first-person accounts are told through videos and a book series. These accounts are moving and unparalleled. Kids are, kids are not going to forget about these true stories. The Institute offers full curriculum units with scripted social studies lessons, activities, and background for teachers. There's a speakers bureau for classrooms with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. Tunnel to Towers has also built a mobile exhibit, a tractor trailer, that's an interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. To never forget, we must educate future generations. Let's help our nation honor its vow. We donate, Clay and I, every month to Tunnel to Towers. Please join us. Support all the good that they do. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T dot org.
1: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. and Getty Show to start listening.
3: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality 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 Podcast.
4: We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
3: We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television
0: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: All right, second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now. Huge news today. Trump announcing himself on Truth Social that... He expects an imminent federal indictment from Jack Smith, the special counsel, in relation to the January 6th events um, we have with us now, as promised, Julie Kelly, who has an excellent sub-stack that you should check out and subscribe to, Declassified, also an, the author of the book, January 6th, has a longer title, but just look up Julie Kelly, January 6th, it'll all come up there for you, you should get a copy of it. Uh, Julie, thank you for being with us. Can we um just remind everybody this was you in august of last year play it so julie just to be clear you are still as confident because you even before the mar-a-lago raid came on uh came on this show and a lot of people now remember this and wow before the raid of mar-a-lago you believed that there was going to be a high likelihood of a prosecution of donald trump you still believe that
6: I absolutely do. I think I was like ninety nine percent. Now I'm like a hundred and five percent sure.
5: You did, you said ninety nine percent, which is pretty. Like I'm not even ninety nine percent sure that I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So I'm pretty. That's a pretty high likelihood. You're you're ninety nine percent sure they're going to prosecute Donald Trump or they're going to bring some kind of criminal. Now charge she's a
2: hundred and five percent, Buck. She's she's going. I'm sorry, even higher. going. Yeah, go going all on to, on to the next level.
5: So Julie, first of all. Well played. You saw it coming. You were right. So we wanted to give you that moment here with everyone listening. Um, We have the New York indictment already. We have the South Florida indictment already. Imminent J6 indictment. What are you expecting to be in this? And just tell us what you're seeing here.
6: Well, first of all, thanks you guys for having me on for over a year and covering my work and uh, reporting on January 6th and the pending indictment against Donald Trump. Look, as we've talked about, this January 6th indictment poses the greatest legal jeopardy for the president, not just because of the felonies that I'm sure Jack Smith is pursuing, obstruction of an official proceeding, possibly seditious conspiracy, but because these proceedings will continue to go forward in Washington, DC. And as you guys know, I've covered these January 6 proceedings, the trials, the hearings for more than two years. I know what this DOJ is capable of doing. And furthermore, I see what the DC judges let DOJ get away with time and time again. And he will, if he goes to trial, face a jury made up of DC voters in a city that voted 93% for Joe Biden and has a 100% level of contempt for Donald Trump, his associates, and, of course, his voters.
2: Julie, you've been covering these January 6th uh, political trials for, like you said, a couple of years. Has every defendant that has gone to trial in Washington, D.C. for January 6th related charges been convicted so far? If not... I know some may have beaten some aspect of charges, but has anyone been found not guilty and walked out a free man or woman from these courts?
6: Um, I believe there are a small handful, and literally a handful, less than five, who have been exonerated, either been found not guilty by a judge or by a jury. But the DOJ's conviction rate is close to 100% somewhere in the neighborhood of 99%. Now, you have defendants who were found not guilty on various charges, but they were convicted of others. So, and these are serious convictions. These are case precedent-setting convictions for obstruction of an official proceeding, seditious conspiracy, for example, for members of the Proud Boys. And we talked about this after uh, the verdicts were announced in that trial in May. Four members of the Proud Boys convicted by a D.C. jury of seditious conspiracy, a charge rare, Civil War-era charge. Never before has an American been convicted of seditious conspiracy, but four men were convicted by a D.C. jury. And that poses, that that whole trial was tied to Donald Trump. So when those guilty verdicts came down, I wrote, and I think we talked about it, uh, that this will now give leverage for Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, to seek a similar uh, felony count indictment against Donald Trump for that charge. And that's very dangerous for the president, not just because of potential prison time, but because D.C. judges have um, ordered pretrial detention for defendants who just are accused of seditious conspiracy and obstruction. That means denying their release, And I put nothing, nothing past jack smith his prosecutors and this dc district court uh that they will seek could seek pretrial detention for donald trump and a dc judge very well could sign off
5: on it well this this brings us to our next question i mean i i have two things to ask you julie uh one is is because you've covered this so closely for years as we've been discussing is there a judge who if by some stroke of luck trump got in a dc j6 case would be even a little bit fair to him that's one part of the question and then the other part of it is uh clay and i were just talking about this if trump is found guilty then it would probably be next year right based on the timelines that we're looking at right now if trump was found guilty do you think a federal judge would order him to actually go to federal prison
6: um if he was found guilty uh yes i do and you know it it, if he, if they didn't sign off on pre-trial detention, um, if he is convicted, based on whatever his convictions are, the government has moved in many times to then place that defendant in immediate custody, which Jack Smith could do if he was convicted at a trial, which he very well, you know, there's that 99% chance that he will be. I will say it will be difficult to bring this seditious conspiracy, obstruction of an official proceeding, other conspiracy charges, tampering with evidence, witnesses. This is what I'm expecting from Jack Smith. Very hard to put that trial on before the election. Typically, those trials are delayed 18, sometimes up to two years, in the case of the Proud Boys. So they'd be really rushing that trial uh, to try to put that on before November. Right. If well, the Dice
5: Proud Boys out aren't, out I mean, you know, that's a different, right? I mean, there's a timeline here, so if, they're, right. if the fix is in, Maybe they go all the way. Is there a judge, though, Julie, that you've covered that you say at least that judge tried to be somewhat fair toward any of the J6 defendants? Because I, you would know the judge. The judge who justified in a ruling that they needed to hold a nonviolent J6 defender in pretrial detention because of the risk of an additional insurrection. I mean, that was truly Stalin-esque. I mean, that was insane.
6: Well, this is how all of these judges are, including Trump's judges. Oh they my are gosh. No better. In fact, in some cases, they're worse. Tim Kelly, Trevor McFadden, uh, Danny Friedrich. Those are his appointed judges. Um, so I think that he won't get one of his judges. Very unlikely. But even if he does, trust me, they are no allies of Donald Trump. Not all of these judges have, have acted as nothing more than a rubber stamp for this DOJ. Think about this. Every judge has denied change of venue motions for every single defendant. Even high-profile cases like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, when the January 6th Select Committee was having nationwide televised evening hearings talking about the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, assigning guilt to them while their trials and jury selection were underway in Washington, D.C. They don't care about protecting the rights of defendants, and they certainly won't care about protecting the rights of a defendant named Donald J. Trump.
2: Okay, Julie, you just hit on what I think is probably the most important thing here, because you, me, Buck, we all agree charges are coming. Potentially, I would bet, in the next week, because when you invite someone to come testify in front of the grand jury, particularly someone of John, uh, of Donald Trump's uh, uh, stature, you're probably at the very end of your uh, mm-hmm. uh, of your grand jury. Would you agree with that, that we're talking about... Uh, days and or weeks potentially before Trump is charged based on the the letter that he got?
6: You're absolutely right. There's no one else for the grand jury to uh, interrogate or to question. I mean, they've they've questioned Mike Pence. Uh, They've basically questioned everyone in the White House, campaign aides, his lawyers. Um, There's no one left. You're exactly right. Donald Trump would be the last one to testify. Of course, he won't. Uh, but this investigation, recall, it, this investigation preceded the appointment of Jack Smith last November. It's been going on since right after Joe Biden took, uh, took over in January of 2021. So they've got all the evidence they need. But here's the funny part, you guys. They don't need evidence. I've, I've seen the evidence in these, yeah. of these convictions. They're nothing, They're, it's non existent. But it doesn't matter because they know that this is performance art before a, a jury made up of 12 voters from washington dc uh so they know they don't have to come up with evidence and these judges certainly do not hold them to account to present valid evidence to a jury
2: okay this builds on the second part of this timing and you touched on this some with buck let's say that trump gets indicted federally in washington dc sometime around august 1st right i think in the next two weeks is very likely if that were to happen if he's indicted by August 1st, your assessment is, based on how long these trials have taken to play out, because you've covered all these Jan 6 trials, that there's virtually no chance, because you presume that Trump's defense team, the number one goal of them is going to be to push this past the election, because Trump's plan is, I'll win, I'll pardon myself from all of these charges. This is all crazy, by the way. Uh, but... There's virtually no chance, based on your experience covering Jan 6th, that they could get a trial before the actual election takes place.
6: I think it would be tough to do, um, because Trump will, his lawyers, first thing they will do will be seek a change of venue. And that will take some time, and obviously he will peel it if the judge denies it. As I said, they've done it every single case. So he's going to have a lot more emotions, and he's going to have a lot better lawyers than most of these January 6th defendants. But it would be very tough to try to put this trial on in Washington, D.C., before the election. Furthermore, you guys, this is important. This is not just going to be a Donald Trump indictment. If he is charged with, say, seditious conspiracy, any conspiracy charge requires co-conspirators. So we see this in the classified documents case. That's how they charged his valet, Walt Nauta, in that same indictment. This is not just going to be Trump. It could be his lawyers. It could be White House officials. It could be campaign staff. It could even be a few Republican House members who are under investigation. So, um, and what, Jack, what the DOJ has done in these trials is added what they're called superseding indictments, adding co-conspirators to build this massive case so even the first indictment probably will not be the first shot across the bell and whoever is indicted with trump i guarantee you that won't be the end of uh, of the list of co-conspirators with him that's buck, why it would be very difficult to put this on before the november election
2: buck and i just as we finished the first hour and we you touched on it a little bit we're discussing okay trump gets convicted when you have watched these trials and you've seen the results, and I, I don't know, I thought it was crazy that they could immediately cuff Trump and walk him and put him in prison uh, if he were convicted of whatever. We don't know what the charges are, to be fair. But have you seen most of these Jan 6th convictions immediately lead to prison time? Or does the defendant go out, they come back for sentencing, this process plays itself out? I, I don't know. I'm curious what you've seen happen most frequently
6: it's a good question it's sort of a mixed bag um several defendants who were convicted of seditious conspiracy had already been in custody for more than two years before their trial went on so for the more serious charges seditious conspiracy obstruction of an official proceeding of course he's not going to be charged with assaulting police officers um, but numerous defendants were already incarcerated under pre-trial detention awaiting trial So if that's not the case with Trump, if he is um, permitted, and it could be some restricted release too. I've seen that home detention, um, you know, uh, you have to wear socks. That's kind crazy of to think
2: about, the by the way, Buck, too, is the idea yeah. of pretrial motions where they say, hey, he needs to be, he can't leave his home. He we could have you know. Trump
5: and Mar-a-Lago on the golf course with an ankle monitor. Like, this <laughs> could actually
2: happen. This is nuts. But, yes, but I'm could. just curious whether they're f- perp walking people out with the cuffs I mean, they definitely on, like, play
5: people. 100% the J. I I mean, the, uh, the, like, Proud Boys guys and those guys, because the- otherwise it undermines, right, Julie? I mean, they're saying, If you're trying to overthrow the government, they're saying you are a risk to the entire governmental system, as crazy as that actually is based on the facts. So they can't say, they can't convict you of trying to overthrow the government and then say, yeah, go for a walk. We'll see if you're a danger to the public. I just don't see that
6: happening. That's right. And that's why I think the seditious conspiracy count is very likely and really could result in this her, this horrific unprecedented of course is not even the word scene of a former president and leading republican candidate for president being denied bail and held in a dc jail while they drag out you know trial motion that is the crazy that is the crazy color. part here June. like what do you think the
2: chances yes, are sorry to cut you off but what you're hitting at is so crazy and i know we're coming up against the time but but this is we need to talk about it when we come back but you think that Jack Smith might say the president needs to be held immediately. He's a threat to the country. He can't be allowed out pending this trial.
6: Yes, I believe there is a more than 50% chance that Jack Smith will seek pre-trial detention for Donald Trump if he is charged with seditious conspiracy or even obstruction of an official proceeding because there is precedent in this January 6th prosecution investigation. So, Clay, just to
2: be clear, Julie
5: thinks not only would he go to prison if they convict him in the D.C. gulag system, they may try to pre-detain him or at least put some measures on him, like home confinement or something, during the election. But if it's posted till after the election, well, we have to see. Julie... Um, just, you know, keep your phone handy. We're going to need to talk to you in the months ahead here about all this stuff. People should go check out her, uh, Substack declassified with Julie Kelly and, uh, you were right. Let's see if you're right on the next one. Thanks for being with us. Thanks guys. Okay, look, I understand that, you know, whether you're somebody like me who had some training in online cyber stuff and staying safe on the Internet when you're like a government employee with top-secret information and all that, or you're just an everyday person, you probably think, you know, I've got this stuff squared away. I know how to act online, but this stuff is getting so sophisticated these days. Honestly, just about a week ago, I got a text message. I thought it was from my bank. I actually thought. Because it looked just like other texts from my bank that I've gotten. I said, wait a second. The font's a little off. It's a little weird. I called my bank. They said, no, that's a scam. And then I checked my account. You know what I found out? There are pennies that had been removed from one of my bank accounts. You know why? They were getting ready to take the whole thing. This just happened to me. And I just avoided it. But you know what I've got the whole time? LifeLock watching my back. Lifelock gives you alerts. Lifelock helps protect you from exactly these kinds of online identity theft, identity theft scams. So their systems are constantly scrubbing online because, you know, you catch hopefully all of them. If you miss one, you may not know about it until a lot of damage has been done. Unless you have Lifelock, then you can catch it quickly and shut it down. So I shut down that account, got a new card. You need LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And if you do become a victim, and I have before, that's a whole other story, it's a nightmare. But if you have LifeLock watching your back, it's much better. A dedicated U.S. restoration specialist will work with you to fix it like they did with me. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Go to LifeLock.com, use promo code B-U-C-K, or call this number 1-800-LIFELOCK.
1: Truth Seeking. Reality Telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show.
2: Welcome back in hour number three. Newsy, newsy, newsy. It's a wild day. For those of you just getting in your car, maybe just starting to listen across the country, essentially word being shared via Trump that he is going to be charged with federal offenses in Washington, D.C. Fantastic discussion of that with our friend julie kelly in the second hour of the program a lot of reaction Buck, coming in i was checking my mentions from david in rhode island who we finished off the hour talking with let me expound a little bit more about david in rhode island uh and the argument he made and why i find it so indefensible okay (laughs) thanks for listening david in rhode island if you are a big trump guy Or if you are a big DeSantis guy, or you're a Nikki Haley girl, or you're a Tim Scott girl, whatever your background is out there, in the primary, you are ardently committed to a candidate. And, as is likely going to be the case, your candidate may not be the primary nominee. Because only one person can win, and whatever, there's 12 or 13 people running out there. All of them, I believe, are better than Joe Biden. But if you are, like David Rhode Island just called in and said, I will sit out the presidential election if Trump is the nominee. You cannot do that. You are the equivalent of a grown man or woman who takes the ball and goes home when you were a kid and you were playing because the game's not going your way. Every single Republican candidate right now, even Asa Hutchinson, who I think is worthless. Sorry, Asa. Even he is better than Joe Biden. I wouldn't be excited about voting for Asa Hutchinson-Buck. I would go do it. You guys heard my interview with Mike Pence. I was not happy with Mike Pence on this show. Let's not ask about (laughs) Newsom versus Asa, Asa, though, just because we don't want to get any That would be tough, my boy Newsom. But I would go vote for Mike Pence proudly against Joe Biden. The Republican nominee is going to be infinitely better than Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats end up putting forward. You must vote. All right. So you cannot allow yourself to be, if you're a DeSantis person out there and you're like, I hate Trump. If Trump's a nominee, no. And you got to convince your neighbors and you got to convince your wife and you got to convince your husband. This is a big election, the stakes really matter. They're trying to put a chief political rival in prison for the rest of his life. We've truly never seen this before in the history of our republic.
5: Th- think about also what the long-term implications are of this. You know, you c- you don't have to go very far. As I've said, Trump can only be president for four more years. Um, what does it say to future Republican candidates if you cross the Democrat machinery, if you cross the uniparty, yes. the apparatus, whatever you want to call it, We'll find a way to lock you up. Not only will they find a way to lock up other Republicans who challenge the system and the establishment down the line, they will do so while Democrats like the Biden crime family are flagrantly violating the law in the most obvious, proven and clear ways. And so that sends it even more really heinous and undermining message uh, for this country, which is it's not just that they will target you. They will target you while the opponents are, while your political opponents are openly brazenly breaking the law, because that's real. True tyranny isn't very strict law or very severe law. It is the politicized two-tier enforcement of the law. And that's what it looks like we're heading towards in this situation, in this scenario and I, I think one other part of this, Clay, is we have to get used to, you know, you're talking about the election and and the ways that everybody has to mobilize to stop this Democrat machine. And I told you, we've said from the very beginning, whether it's Trump or any other Republican, we will, whoever the people, whoever this base of the Republican Party and this audience is a, honestly, probably the best representation of the Republican base in terms of scope and mentality that exists anywhere Uh, out there certainly on you know in in the media landscape Um, whoever the people pick whoever the Republican Party picks for its its nominee we have to stand behind it's very likely to be Trump all of that said nothing we do with votes nothing we do politically is going to stop this process that the Democrats are are unleashing against Donald Trump so we have to be prepared for that doesn't matter how great the stump speeches are that he gives. doesn't matter how much we mobilize and how much we donate and all that. This now has entered a realm beyond politics, and it's going to be a bit of a psychic shock, I think, as we see this, especially the possibility that was just raised in the last hour of Trump pre-trial detention, because that's the way they get around, delay the election, I'm sorry, delay the trial until after the election. Um, they try to lock him up even in advance of trial
2: which is, is possible based on what they've done to J6 defendants already. 100%. I would encourage you to go make sure you listen to that conversation with Julie Kelly because she's a patriot. She has, she has gotten raked over the coals in a way because she's had the audacity to question the prevailing narrative surrounding January 6th, and she has – we are just talking about reading the playbook. She has read the playbook better than anybody – out there in terms of what was coming on January 6th. And, Buck, I think we need to build on this, too. You and I were talking about it off air. If Donald Trump had won the election in 2020, I understand, if he were president right now sitting in the Oval Office, I don't think he would have done anything to Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. I really don't. He didn't do anything to Hillary. That's right. I don't think he would have had a great deal of retribution against Joe Biden. I think he would have seen him for what he is, a senile old man that the Democrats tried to plot – send forward to take out Trump and he lost. And in fact, Trump would only have, if he were uh, one in 2020, a little bit over a year left in office. 2024. Donald Trump justifiably is out for blood and he's going to want to put members of the Biden family, potentially including Joe Biden himself, in prison for felony behavior, for the Biden crime family behavior. If you are the Democrat side, You've seen the way that they have put in place legalized warfare against the, uh, against the Trump administration and many people who advise him, his own attorneys, they're sometimes trying to put in prison. Why wouldn't you go balls to the wall after everybody in position of power in Joe Biden's administration? Why wouldn't why, you go after Merrick Garland, Dr. Yeah. Fauci, like all of them? Now the stakes, Buck, have moved from you might lose an election, but you go get a multi-million dollar job and you live a pretty good life otherwise, to if you're in the Biden administration in a position of power, and this is what happens in third world countries, when you lose, you and your family are in significant legal peril. That's what the Democrats have done. They have created a new world. So now we have to take into account
5: that whatever reservations whatever glimmer of ethical hesitation what whatever you could start to think that the Democrat apparatus has in its approach to Trump on all of this wipe it away because they cannot afford you think whatever they did in 2020 was dirty and underhanded we're already seeing the legal stuff. We're not even talking yet about the election stuff. It is going to be very, very dirty and honestly dangerous for the country. Democrats are setting up a showdown where their party will make it clear that the Trump election, uh and this is all assuming he's the nominee, which... I keep saying in six months, the world could look very different. We don't know. So I, cause I do get, I get the Vivek, uh, Vivek emails. I get the DeSantis, you know, uh, Facebook message. I get people say, hold on. Why do you keep saying he's in the lead right now and they're indicting him and they're, you know, this looks like it's going to be very likely to be the case, but we don't know. Okay. But Clay, when, when push comes to shove at the end of the day, the Democrats cannot allow Donald Trump to win. They will tell themselves it is for the sake of the country, but as you have just laid out and as we are discussing now, it is actually, for a lot of them, going to be an issue of self-preservation of their careers, their wealth, their privileges, and their power. So what does anyone think they won't be willing to do based on what we have already seen? This is why things get scary. This is where it goes beyond the normal you know, back and forth, throwing punches and politics stuff, too. They're setting up an existential fight for the republic that they think they
2: can do anything at all in order to win. That's the whole premise. Everyone out there listening to us right now, they want to catch you where they can argue that you're a Trump-motivated insurrectionist. This is important, and you need to talk to everybody out there in your family, and friend group as well. They want to argue that January 6th was not a limited event. That there is still, this is how they would justify Donald Trump pre-trial a detention. They want to argue that Trump is still plotting a coup. That Trump supporters are still trying to overthrow the United States government. They are trying to catch as many people as they can in this, what they would call, ongoing conspiracy. And, and that person on Facebook
5: who says, you look like a patriot, maybe it's time that we, you know, take up arms or something. and It is a Fed, most likely, friends. Just remember this. Don't don't get uh, pulled in to just, because they'll lock people up for just venting and, You know, I'm not even talking about people doing anything wrong, unethical or illegal. You just spew your mind online. All of a sudden you're going to get a knock on the door. Don't forget that because between I I can assure you between now and even if they don't bring it all the way to a full prosecution, if they can arrest people who are Trump supporters for saying, uh, intemperate and highly unwise things online about what they're going to do about this election, they will do it. Because it just goes into the propaganda of "see, we have to lock Trump up
2: because he's a threat to the republic itself, a
1: threat to our
2: democracy." Joe Biden has argued laughably that the biggest threat to America is white supremacy and right wing uh, uh, right wing political ideology. Oh. I mean, it's obviously climate change. So this is upsetting. <laughs> but do you know how you get promoted at the FBI? By going and finding the people that Biden says are the biggest threats to the country. It's absolutely so true. So it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot. You think you're hanging out with a bunch of buddies, going target shooting, practicing. You're not trying to overthrow the government. But that Fed who's hanging out with you guys and recording every single conversation you have, good yeah. luck when on the front page of the New York Times, you and six buddies who've been going out having target practice every now and then, are charged with plotting a conspiracy to overthrow the United States government because you're all Trump supporters. The New York Times doesn't care. They'll put it on the front page. They want it. They need it. They're trying to catch you. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Don't do it. It's totally true. Totally agree. I don't want to have to read your name and talk about you on the show because somebody managed to set you up as it is clay so fired up i'm worried that you know i'm gonna get a text from laura she's like hey i
5: haven't seen clay in a day or two there were some black helicopters around the house last night and i'm gonna have to rally some of my old friends from jsoc and the cia and we're gonna have to get clay out of some hellhole overseas they're gonna stuck him and stick him in and we can't have that folks
2: that's right um so we'll take your calls uh along this hour appreciate all of you hanging out with us we'll break down again the continued uh Fallout, I would say, uh, of the blockbuster news Trump shared this morning about a looming indictment in Washington, D.C. In the meantime, man, I'm so sick of our White House having so few men with actual testosterone in it. I feel like the country would be far better off if we had actual men with actual functional testosterone levels inside of their bodies instead of the doddering imbeciles that are running us right now. But you know what? Overall, testosterone levels have collapsed by 50% over the last few decades. And as you age naturally, your testosterone declines as well. How about if you could get a 20% increase in your own testosterone levels, all natural, thanks to chalk. Use their product for three months. That's what will happen. More energy, more vigor. More vitality in your life. Get set up with Chalk online. C-H-O-Q See all that they have to offer. Their male vitality stack will save you 35% off any Chalk subscription. But check out that male vitality stack in, in particular. You get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name when you sign up. My name, C-L-A-Y. It's easy. Check out this website right now. C-H-O-Q dot com. That's dot My name, Clay, C-L-A-Y, for 35% off.
1: Sanity in an insane world. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.
3: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.
0: to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When
2: I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
0: Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts
2: welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show appreciate all of you hanging out with us final half hour of the program buck has ducked out to try to make a flight anybody flying in and out of new york city of late knows how wild that can be we are joined now by chris rufo senior fellow director of the initiative on critical race theory at the manhattan institute his new book is out today america's cultural revolution how the radical left conquered everything and chris we'll get Uh, to the book here in a sec. But I wanted to start with the news, obviously, of the day that came out. What do you think is behind Democrat attempts to charge Trump with now, it appears, felonies in Washington, D.C.? We know South Florida. We've already seen New York City. Atlanta also seems likely. What is their game plan here in your mind?
7: I mean, they want to permanently and irrevocably disable President Trump uh, from any power in the political process and certainly any chance at getting into political office again. I mean, he is, in their view, an existential threat uh, uh, to the country, they say, but really to their interests. And so uh, the strategy that they're deploying is pretty simple and yet pretty sophisticated. It's to deploy as many charges is in, a, a, in as many jurisdictions uh, as possible, knowing that uh, uh, for the most part, when you're charged with a federal crime, you are either Pleading to the federal crime or uh, convicted of the federal crime, federal prosecutors have an enormous success rate in prosecuting cases. So they do forty charges here, forty charges there, a couple charges here. Get in front of as many judges as possible. Flood the zone with, with lawsuits. Um, that's their strategy. I don't think that there's much uh, subterfuge. I think it's pretty a uh, pretty do open. Do you think and they shut, want Trump uh, to uh,
2: be the nominee?
7: I think that they want to do two things. You know, they want to disable him either uh, through the media prior to any uh, potential uh, successful prosecution by delaying that, hanging it over his head, making voters fear that the the, the president or or the presidential candidate uh, could be could be convicted at any time. Um, I think that's probably more the the immediate strategy, um, and I think that they also know that it helps him with the base. I mean. The, the base sees uh, how illegitimate and how destructive and how vindictive and political these prosecutions have become, uh, not just against President Trump, but even launching FBI investigations against parents who opposed critical race theory, against uh, you know other people who opposed the orthodoxy, certainly on social media and, and other venues. And so um, they're really flexing their power, they're flexing their control, and in their gambit, it's a win-win-win. They can't lose from this this strategy because. They make him more likely to win in the primary, less likely to win in the general, or perhaps even they believe uh, they could throw him in prison before he could uh, go into political office again.
2: Uh, All right. The book is America's Cultural Revolution, How the Radical Left Conquered Everything. We're talking to Chris Ruffo. Did you ever think that we would get to a place that is crazy As we are right now, as crazy as we are right now, where, for instance, and and I do think this epitomizes where we are, a man could decide that he is a woman and become a women's sports champion. Did you think we'd get here? Where in the world do we go from here?
7: Well, I mean, the only way out is through. Uh, there's no returning to the past. Uh, and for conservatives, there's no more pretending that we are the establishment, that we are in a position of institutional power. The key thing you need to understand about the last 50 years in the United States is that the radical left has successfully implemented a long march through the institutions. Uh, they've established themselves within the bureaucracies in government, education, public universities, private universities. Uh, uh, HR bureaucracies everywhere, and even the corporate C-suite. And so, you have to understand the historical progression, how they captured the institutions, how they're weaponizing them with their ideologies, whether whether it's on race or gender, um, and then the, the the plan that they have for you, for your family, for your workplace, for your kids. You have to understand where it comes from, how they acquired power, and only then do I think you can actually formulate a plan for defeating it.
2: Are you optimistic or pessimistic when you look at the next five to 10 years?
7: I'm fundamentally optimistic. And I think uh, the last chapter of my book is really a a roadmap for counter revolution to combat what we're seeing now, which is America's cultural revolution. And I'm optimistic because conservatives still have political power that they can exercise in a much more robust way. We have majorities in state legislatures. We have the governor's mansions uh, in many states. Uh, we can revitalize those democratic structures to reform the k-12 curriculum to give parents universal school choice uh to to reorient the hiring process the and and the administration of our public universities we have these levers of power that are available to us that for whatever reason it looks like we fell asleep for 40 years haven't used them we've got to revitalize them we've got to give more power back to families more power back to parents give them options so they can build counter institutions um, if they want to opt out of these mainstream, left-wing, ideological institutions. And ultimately, the public is with us. It's a question of leadership. Do our political leaders know the history? Do they know wh- how we've gotten here? Do they know what needs to be done in order to, co- to reconquer these institutions? That's exactly what I do in the book, and so I hope that the book reaches many people, whether it's parents or business owners or political leaders, to say, you know, What the hell happened the last couple of years and what can we do about it?
2: We're talking to Chris Ruffo, the book, America's Cultural Revolution, How the Radical Left Conquered Everything. Last question for you, and we appreciate the time, encourage people to go check out the book. Certainly, COVID, so far, I would say the biggest legacy of COVID going forward has been it made red states redder and blue states bluer that then leads to more uh, polarization in many ways in terms of the policies that are established through federalism in many different states. Do you buy into that? If so, what should red states be doing better of, you better jobs of? You mentioned the, the, the legislature majorities. Certainly a lot of them are now almost super majorities. Should red states go even farther redder, and do you think that accelerates the entire change of the country as a result?
7: yeah i i i do i think the red states uh, must become redder in the sense that the policies that they pursue must reflect the values of the voters that put the political leaders in office and so if voters don 't want critical race theory in the classroom if voters don 't want to pay for radical dei bureaucracies in their public universities, if voters don 't want private companies snapping up tax breaks and then condescending and 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 trying to overrule the will of the public in those states, uh, the political leaders should have the courage, the fortitude, and really the self-discipline to go after them in a very dedicated, very focused way. Um, and so we need major institutional reform in this country. The primary venue for that is state legislatures. And so we have to get the will of the voters, the preferences and the values of the voters, and the preferences and the values of the public institutions in alignment that's uh, the true uh, essence of democracy, and conservatives should not be scared of waging into the culture war. Because after all, what else do we have at the end of the day besides a culture? That's that that's what cultivates our kids. That what's that's what raises them up, uh, and that's how we shape our own values and ideas and relationships. So the culture war matters. If you want to win the culture war, get a copy of America's Culture Revolution right now. It's the number one bestseller in all categories on Amazon, and I know that. Your, your audience in particular would love it.
2: Awesome. We appreciate the time. Congrats on the book's success, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. It's Chris Rufo. I'm going to take your calls to close out the show, 800-282-2882. Load them up. Give you a chance to react to everything that you've heard us talking about so far in nearly three hours of the program. In the meantime, look, there's nothing worse. Chris is just talking about his book. When you write a book or any other object that matters a lot to you on your laptop, You know that sick feeling comes over your stomach? It happened to me. My book's going to come out three weeks from today. I thought I lost it. You ever had that sick feeling where you've worked really hard on something? Maybe it's a family memory. Maybe it's something that you've been getting ready for work. Maybe it's something you've been getting ready for school. Heck, maybe it's just your family and what they've been doing on the laptop. How many kids might use the laptop around the house? How many grandkids? Are you prepared to make sure that you have everything secure on your laptop that's why you need iDrive you can back up all your PCs your Macs your servers mobile devices in one account for one cost if you suffer the loss of your computer data you can log on and immediately access your 10 most recent backups iDrive is the PC Mag winner for 8 years in a row as the best cloud backup solution for everybody out there consumers and businesses. Think about all of the hard-earned documents that are out there supporting the framework of your businesses. Well, what would happen if you lost them? iDrive is the easiest, most secure cloud backup solution. Plans start at less than 7 bucks a month. Use Clay as the promo code. That's my name, C-L-A-Y. At checkout for 90% off for the first year. Only for a limited time. iDrive.com. My name, Clay. 90%
1: off. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael